Tash Tilek. As we bid farewell to the water hair year of the Tibetan lunar calendar, we bring you top news related to Tibet from the significant events of the past year. Including the program of His Holiness the Dalai Lama, deteriorating human rights situation inside Tibet, the advocacy initiative of the Central Tibetan Administration, and the major development related to Tibet. Last year, His Holiness the Dalai Lama visited places such as Bodh Gaya, Ladakh, Sikkim and Delhi and continued sending message of peace and compassion, meeting thousands of people in the region. His Holiness the Dalai Lama embarked on a visit to Ladakh in early July where he conducted teachings. During his stay, he also travelled to the village of Stoke in Ladakh where he attended the 15th anniversary of the Lamb for the Path to Enlightenment and the summer session associated with it. Additionally, His Holiness bestowed a long-life initiation of White Tara at Karze, situated in the lower part of Ladakh, while receiving long-life prayers from both the local community and monastic assembly of Ladakh. Furthermore, His Holiness graced lunch banquets, fostering community bonds and camaraderie. Notably, he dedicated time to impart teachings to the local Tibetans in Ladakh. His Holiness visited Ladakh for an extended period of one and a half month. In late December of the previous year, His Holiness gave a teaching on the 37 practices of Bodhisattva in Gangtok, northeast India. The government of Sikkim and the Tibetans living in the region offered His Holiness with long life prayers. Following that, His Holiness gave a teaching on the development of Bodhicitta at the Segu Monastery in Salugara, West Bengal. His Holiness arrived in the holy place of Bodh Gaya where he presided over the first international Sangha forum. His Holiness gave a three-day teaching on praising the Dhamma Dhatu and permission of Manjushri. On January 1st, His Holiness attended a ceremony of offerings and prayers for his long life requested by the Central Institute of Tibetan Studies, Sarnath, and its alumni, Ponta Chosum Tibetan Settlement, Shalu Monastery, Chodilmulam Chimotras and Gandhi Monastery staff. His Holiness the Dalai Lama was invited to preside over the Gelukpa University convocation and award of Geshe Laramba degrees to Geshes who graduated over the last four years. During the last day of his sojourn at Bodh Gaya, His Holiness presided over the Nyingma prayer festival for the peace of the world. Overall, His Holiness the Dalai Lama spent a month in the holy place of Bodh Gaya. In April, His Holiness presided over the second day of the first Global Buddhist Summit held at Ashoka Hotel in Delhi. In September, His Holiness visited and inaugurated the Kamga Duke Dharmakara College, Toshijong. In addition, His Holiness the Dalai Lama received and advised the heads and members of several Indian non-governmental organizations working for the welfare of the community in Dharamshala, the Thekjin Chilling Temple in February. In April, a long-life ceremony was offered by the students, staff and former students of Tibetan Homes Foundation and CST Masuri, along with ex-students and ex-vocational trainees of CST Panchmari. On behalf of the residents of the two settlements of Kam, the Nyingma Kato Monastery and the Kato Saton, offered long-life prayers as well. In May, the Foundation for the Preservation of the Mahayana Tradition of the late Lama Subarabuche offered a long life prayer.
At the end of May, His Holiness gave a teaching on the generation of Bodhicitta and blessing from Jijun Manjushri to young Tibetans. In June, he gave a teaching on the eight verses on training the mind, a teaching on the generation of Bodhicitta and teaching on the praise of auspiciousness. In July, His Holiness the Dalai Lama celebrated his 88th birthday. He presided over the official celebrations and gave the blessings and said he would live long for the benefit of all humanity, especially for the people of Tibet. In September, His Holiness the Dalai Lama gave a teaching on the Madhya Maga Avatara. In October, he gave the Avalokiteshvara initiation and in addition, students, staff and ex-students of Institute of Buddhist Dialectics, Sarah J. Hartung Kanzen and Tibetan Chamber of Commerce offered a long life prayer to His Holiness. His Holiness the Dalai Lama has also given private audiences and given advice to the members and delegates of many gatherings at his residence and has received audiences from people all over the world who have come to see him in person. 75 years have passed since the United Nations adopted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, but no improvement has occurred in Tibet under the repressive Chinese government policies. In the past years, the Chinese government has increased its repression of Tibetans in Tibet through the use of advanced technology to monitor and control Tibetans to further exacerbate concerns about privacy, freedom of expression and cultural preservation. The basic freedoms, human rights and environmental conditions of the Tibetan people in Tibet continue to be under pressure. According to the Freedom House report, Tibet has been ranked as one of the least free countries in the world for three consecutive years. The practice of arbitrary arrest and detention with severe torture persists. Sonam Gelbo, a former political prisoner who had been in Chinese captivity for years, was reported to have died. Sonam was arrested on the charges of participating in Lhasa protests and having found a portrait of His Holiness the Dalai Lama in his home. In another report, Geshe Sunam Gyatso, who was arrested and sentenced to two years in prison for sending money to the two Tibetan religious protectors, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Kyapche Kirti Rinpoche, was released from prison after a long period of imprisonment, but his physical condition remains very poor due to the torture in prison. There is also the report that in August, the writer Lopsan Lundup, also known as Deal Hardin, was released from prison after four years in Chinese government detention. In September, the Chinese government announced the implementations of the so-called Order No. 19, which requires official approval for all religious activities in Tibet and the monasteries and other centers in China. The Department of Information and International Relations of the Central Tibetan Administration showed serious concern over this new order, which will intensify restrictions on religious freedom inside Tibet and called this policy which aims to sinicize Tibetan Buddhism. In August, Gombuki was reported to have been beaten by Chinese police when she asked to see her imprisoned brother Doji Tashi. In November, Gelo, Tseto, Pamo and Kori, four Tibetans from village of Kirigo, Abu in the Kekur area of Serta County were arrested again for religious activities and sentenced to two years in prison at Yanga prison. In December, Tsiringtso was arrested and detained for days for exposing the Chinese government's racial discrimination against Tibetans. 
In November, the Chinese government issued another so-called white paper on Tibet titled CPC Policies on the Governance of Xizang in New Era, Approach and Achievements. Tinsin Lekshe, the spokesperson of Central Tibetan Administration, dismissed the so-called white paper on Tibet released by the Communist Party of China. CTA said the paper is full of lies, misinterpretations and misconceptions and hence unacceptable. Last year, on 25th May, on the anniversary of the abduction and disappearance of the 11th Pension Lama, Jezu Tinzi Gendu Yishitile Pinzo Pelt Sangbo, also known as Gendu Chuginima, Tibetans and supporters of the Tibetan cause have campaigned for the immediate release of the Pension Lama. The 11th Pension Lama Tenzi Gendu Yishitile was born on 25th April 1989 and was recognized by His Holiness the Dalai Lama as the reincarnation of the previous Pension Lama on 14th May 1995. It has now been more than 28 years since the Chinese government abducted and disappeared the six-year-old Pension Lama along with his parents and Chadil Rinpoche. At the time of his abduction, Pension Lama was considered the youngest political prisoner in the world. In the past year, the Central Tibetan Administration, led by the Kashak and the Tibetan Parliament in Exile, galvanized their advocacy for Tibet by meeting world leaders and members of the Parliament from various countries to advance the cause of Tibet and strengthen the Tibet advocacy at different government level in India and abroad. In June last year, a joint diplomatic outreach initiative of Kashak and the Tibetan Parliament in Exile of the Central Tibetan Administration held a series of meetings with the ambassadors or deputy ambassadors of at least 17 countries, including the U.S., Czech Republic, Lithuania and Taiwan in New Delhi. Similarly, over the last year, Sikyong Pempatsiring of the Central Tibetan Administration made official visits to the United Kingdom, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Australia, New Zealand, Brazil, Colombia, Mexico, the United States, Canada, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Finland and Belgium to garner strong support for the cause of Tibet. Sikyong testified in the United States and Estonia and has responded to the media interviews in various countries. Each country has welcomed the Tibetan government as its highest level and has expressed strong support for the cause of Tibet. At the same time, the members of the 17th Tibetan Parliament in Exile also made official visits to Germany, Estonia, Belgium, France and Luxembourg to present the Tibetan cause. Another group of members of the Tibetan Parliament also visited the Indian states of Rajasthan, Gujarat, Odisha, West Bengal, Sikkim, Tamil Nadu, Kerala, Jammu and Kashmir, Uttarakhand, Uttar Pradesh, Punjab, Haryana, Bihar, Jharkhand, Delhi, Maharashtra, Goa, Telangana, Madhya Pradesh and Chhattisgarh to present the Tibetan situation and make appeals to the governors of the states, the speakers of the parliament, the chief executive ministers, the central and state ministers, the support groups for the Tibetan cause and the general public in India. The cabinet ministers also carried out many activities for the welfare of the Tibetan people in exile, such as ensuring His Holiness the Dalai Lama's security, working on foreign relations, education, health care and social welfare. The education minister Thalam Droma Changra visited the Sampota schools in northeastern India, such as Meo, Tizu, Tinzigang and Shillong. Kalun met with Mr. Sanjay Kumar, the Secretary of the Central Education Bureau of India in New Delhi. 
Kalwentalam Droma also attended the National Leadership Conference on Artificial Intelligence in School Education in South India in the state of Andhra Pradesh. At the same time, Minister for Department of Security Domagiri ensured His Holiness the Dalai Lama's safety and accompanied him on his travel for teachings and global summits. Nozidoma, the Minister of Department of Information and International Relations, also has visited Taiwan, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, Belgium and France to seek and strengthen support for the Tibet cause. In April, the 16th Kashak, headed by Sigyong Pempatsring, has officially launched a vision paper securing Tibet's future and the 17th Tibetan Parliament in Exile launched Strategic Plan 2023-2026 in August. In the past few years, many countries and international bodies have raised strong concerns and condemned the Chinese government's violations of human rights in Tibet and have issued resolutions, statements and reports in support of the Tibet cause. In November, the Central Tibetan Administration welcomes the House Foreign Affairs Committee's approval of the Tibet Bill, H.R. 533, promoting a resolution to the Tibet-China Conflict Act. The committee voted unanimously at the markup hearing to approve the bipartisan promoting a resolution to the Tibet-China Conflict Act, also known as the Resolved Tibet Act. Sikyong Pembasring of the Central Tibetan Administration hailed this good news and said this will not only help the cause of Tibetans, but also champion democracy, dialogue and the cause of peace around the globe. The bill dismisses the People's Republic of China's claim of Tibet being part of China since ancient times as historically inaccurate and it empowers the State Department to actively counter China's disinformation about Tibet's history, culture and institutions including the institution of the His Holiness the Dalai Lama. In August, U.S. Secretary of the State Antony Blinken also issued a press statement announcing the issuance of the strict visa for Chinese officials carrying out the policy of ethnic cleansing in Tibet. In December, the European Parliament passed a resolution condemning the Chinese government for the destruction of Tibetan culture through the establishment of coercive boarding school in Tibet. The resolution in support of Tibet was passed with high level of majority support with 477 votes in favor, 14 against and 45 abstentions. Similarly, the 53rd session of the UN Human Rights Commission discussed issue of boarding schools set up by the Chinese government in Tibet. The Tibetan parliamentarian support group in Sweden presented three resolutions in support of Tibet to the parliament of Sweden. These were to discuss the Chinese government, the question of the reincarnation of His Holiness the Dalai Lama, to discuss human rights in Tibet, particularly colonial-style boarding school, and the reopening of the dialogue between Tibet and China, and to urge the European Union to appoint a special envoy for Tibet. The Foreign Affairs Committee of the Canadian Parliament also sent a report to the Canadian Parliament in which it requested that the Chinese authorities responsible for implementing the boarding school policy in Tibet be given financial sanctions and that all trade with international and Chinese manufacturers of machinery and equipment for the purpose of carrying out activities such as genetic screening and boarding schools be banned. Those were the top news from the Tibetan Water Rapid here. Tibet, Tibet TV wishes, wishes all its viewers a very happy Lhasa. Lhasa.